Jack Ellis pitched a no-hitter at San Diego in June of 1970. He walked eight in that game, hit a batter, and still pitched a no-hit, no-run game. There's a long drive. That one is going way up. It is off the roof. That hit the transformer up there. A tremendous smash. Only eight players have hit the ball over the roof there in Detroit. And Jackson nearly did it then out of the ballpark. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League. And that was Kirk Gowdy uh, on the call of Reggie Jackson's 540-foot homer in the 1971 All-Star Game. Uh, th this is This Week in the Bush League by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief. We're going to touch a little bit on that 71 All-Star Game. Champ, what do you got for us today? Yeah, yeah. And in the Bush League, I suffer from the Dunning-Kruger effect. Ooh. Okay. Well, explain. Okay. So the Dunning-Kruger, this is, again, something that I heard on one of my favorite podcasts, um, Freakonomics. But it's, it's a – basically the effect is a hypothetical cognitive bias mm. stating that people with low ability as a task overestimate their ability. So I, I guess that's perfect for me in the Bush League, right? I, I think I know more than I really do. Interesting. So people overestimate their ability in a task. That's as a ta Yep, yep. So, so here, let me just read a little bit more. Uh, it's related to cognitive bias of illusory superiority and comes from people's inability to recognize their lack of ability. <laughs> Doesn't that sound perfect for us in the Bush League? <laughs> so isn't that like narcissism? Isn't, isn't uh, it's related to yeah. it's related to nar narcissism absolutely which has a connection to like serial criminals <laughs> all right i think we need this i think we need to stop so here if you go let's back talk to the, about the 1971 all-star if you go back to our, one of our first uh math formulas we talked about if a equals b and b equals c then a equals c right if right <laughs> so most of yeah. us yeah most of us are uh serial criminals if, if you saw <laughs> that right i always thought that you know uh, criminal behavior is is an interest of mine, and I don't know why. It's kind of like baseball. I'm not any good at baseball, but it's an interest in, in criminal behavior is. And, uh, you know, street crime, there's a really high correlation between street crime and golfers. You know why? What? Why? Because street crime usually happens in the mid-'80s, temperature-wise, and no rain. And that's that's when golfers go out. That's when they go out. <laughs> So they uh, yeah, have the same so, behavior so patterns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look this up, everybody. Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah, I like it. That's probably I, – I, I don't think I'm that good at this. So I don't think I, I, I fall on that. So you don't overestimate your ability? No, I don't think I do. Actually, when we do the standings review, yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll find that out. <laughs> well, if I overestimate my ability – if I thought I was good at this and then do the standing review, yes, you would you would say I'd suffer from that. Is it a disorder? It's not a disorder. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Everything's a sure, disorder could be. now. It's hypothetical. I yeah. mean, there, there's, you know, it's those cognitive biases that we all have. Yeah. Uh, okay, so do, do you remember, you know, I started off with that, which I love Kirk Gowdy. I love his yes. voice. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that home run, Jackson's home run against Doc Ells. I, I want to say because 
um, let's see, 1971, so um, I would have been almost turning nine years old um, because it was the summertime. I want to say that I actually saw that um, yeah. on NBC because they would have been televising the All-Star game. Yeah. Um, and I would have been able to stay up uh, a little bit later than normal. So I want to say I saw that home run. I remember hitting it, the uh, the facade in the upper deck. Yeah, it, uh, it it's and you could hear it. Man, when when uh when he hit that ball, you could hear that crack and you could hear the excitement in Gowdy's voice cuz he knew how far that thing was going to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That wasn't like, "Hey, I think this has a ch- I think this has a yeah. chance." type call. Right? It was just a matter of how far. I, I I can't see on the YouTube video, but I wanted to see the right fielder if he moved. Like that's usually a good sign of how far something is is out of the park if the outfielders even move. So as, as I recall with old Tiger Stadium, did, weren't, weren't the the second deck, wasn't that kind of cantilevered so that it, it, it actually, they had the um, the beam supports so that the upper deck really hung over the um, um, the, the, the first deck, if you will. So, it did, yeah. Um, yeah, it just bounced right back onto the field. Yeah, and I... I think K-Line, I think he mentions it in the clip. I, K-Line did it a couple times. Norm Cash did it a couple times. And Ted Williams. And probably Mantle. Probably Mickey Mantle, too. Because he, he would be known to hit those gigantic homers. Um, sure. So, you know, in that 71 game, I sent you an article earlier this week. Um, I, I went back through it. I counted 21 players playing for the National and American League. 21 players make the Hall of Fame. Wow. Wow. 21? Yeah. Man. And 20... That's got to be a record, don't you think? It it is, yeah. There's never been an All-Star game that had, you know, 20, let alone 21. Joe Torre was on the National League team. He played third base. He made the Hall of Fame as a manager, so that's 22. And the two managers of the teams, Sparky Anderson and Earl Weaver, made the Hall of Fame, and that's 24. I think you can make an argument that Rusty Staub is probably going to get in on a better – I don't – he's like he's, he's borderline at the very least, Staub is, as is Tony Oliva, who were also on the teams. So you're talking about 26 of the 42-ish, I don't know, 44 players. Man, that, that's, a, that's a boatload of talent. So let me ask you something here. Does this go back to your point that said that there are too many teams in Major League Baseball, that the the talent is diluted? And when we go back to 1971, um, we were talking about, at that time, um, what, 24 teams? Because they had just recently expanded in 69. Yeah, yep. That's, yeah, I I, I think that, I think there's too many teams and I think talent is diluted and, and it might've just been a snapshot in time, you know, mm-hmm. type effect. Uh, it, you know, in the article, Pete Rose talks about, you know, he played in the outfield initially in his career and he could never make the starting team. And he said, I was competing against Aaron Mays and Clemente. Like, <laughs> I, I can't make that team. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. you, you know what? I, I think we have a big enough sample size when you said it might've been a snapshot in time. Well, you know, 50 years has passed since that 71 all-star. And you, as you pointed out there, it hasn't come close to having what, even with managers, 20, 24 yeah, total 20, all-stars. Yeah, That's 20, incredible. 
24, and then, and then like I said, with Tony Oliva and Ruxy Staub, who are borderline, that's 26 really damn good players. Like, really yeah. good players, man. Yeah. Uh, where you, you – they're players you just use the last name, you know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was interesting when I saw the article. It's, it was 50 years ago. Yeah, 50 years ago um, this week. And it's an iconic uh, call – you know the Reggie Jackson homer, and he he was one and two. It was a there was a one two count where he hit that ball. So maybe um, it it had to do more with youth, but it, it seemed to me in those days that the All Star game, even though you weren't competing for anything, seemed to have more impact. I was more interested than I am in. All star of today. I mean, now it's just a chance for us to to get together. Am, am I just being a little bit cynical? Am I being ageist? What What, what do you think it is? Yeah, I I th- I think in our case is a little different uh, because we we really didn't get to see American League players. Ah, uh, okay. You know, we we had American League baseball cards, <laughs> but we, you know, Sporting News, uh, t- you know, Sport Magazine, whatever. You could read about him and see him, but you really could never see him play. So I, I think it's uh, I, I think that was some of the draw for me anyway. Okay. I'm speaking for myself. No, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you see him all on on you know, forgive the term, one stage. Yeah, and and I mean they did have Monday night baseball and and Saturday afternoon baseball, but if you you know if you didn't catch that game, you, and you were only going to see the good teams, you know what I mean? You you weren't going to see. Yeah. You know the Tigers. Really? Well, I guess with Fidrich they would be. But anyway, yeah, th- there's a lot of guys you would never see play. Yep. Yeah, so that was – that. I think that was some of the draw with me. Um, so let, let's get into some Bush League news quickly. Uh, Ronald Acuna tears an ACL. He's out for the year. Yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> and no pun intended. What, what an you know, unfortunate break for him. You know, like – uh, I, I guess I'm trying to pull up the text now from from Bob because you know I sent that out to everybody. There, there was rumors. Last, well, he was carted off last night, right? And you didn't know how how bad it was. Yeah. And um, you know today I saw that uh, Acuna is out with a torn ACL, um, which is probably it, it, I, I didn't read the the article, but my guess is if it's a, an ACL injury, you're looking at you know nine to twelve months probably at at, at the best. Um, but you know, Bob, Bob Kirk texted. Yeah. Yes. And you guys finally got your uh, major injury wish. And <laughs> let, let's, let's distinguish, you know, first of all, I don't wish that on, on, on any player, um, you know, how it impacts the Bush league is, is a different thing, but you know, for, for somebody like him, that's, 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 that's a big hit for baseball. And, and certainly for, for the Braves now that, uh, they lost Azuna, Azuna for the, uh, probably for the remainder of the year. Yeah. Um, and when we would say, an injury we were saying i really think the only way bob's got a shot to losing this if an injury pops up yeah yeah and it, this is a big one i mean this guy's it, it is yeah best player in the well, league all around well, i i think so I, I think he was rated um as of today you know number three um by cbs Sportsline for whatever that's worth but um you know i was wondering what kind of impact does this have on Bob's team? And um, do you want me to take you through what I did? Well, yeah, but real quick, he might want to revisit that Yelich 
conversation because <laughs> I think now he can fit him in his lineup. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, be careful what you ask for, right? We're going to talk about a couple other trades um, before this podcast is through as well. But, yeah, that's that's good points on, on, on that. Um, so, so one of the things I did was, you know, I, I tried to take a look um, and for whatever you can do is extrapolate um, Acuna's year thus far. I mean, he has 72 runs scored, 24 homers, 52 RBIs, 17 stolen bases. You're not going to get that with a replacement player. Um, so, you know, if I extrapolate that over the course of a whole year based upon the number of games the Braves have played, that equates into a 990 OPS, 133 runs scored, 44 homers, 96 RBIs, and 31 stolen bases. So a 40-30 home run stolen base ratio. Wow. So I said, what, what is the replacement player? And fortunately, Bob has already changed that in his roster for next week. And the replacement player is Chris Owings. Right? Not a bad replacement player. But I, I couldn't take Chris Owings' stats this year because of the fact that he was injured for a good portion of it. So I took his three-year average. And when I took that against um, and extrapolated that over the remainder of the season, I come up with the fact that, that Bob's probably going to end up losing about 60 runs, 22 homers, 43 RBIs, and 14 stolen bases. If, if I decrement his, his standings by those raw numbers, that's a five-point, just losing Acuna is a five-point shift in the number of points. And if you look at the standings today, what, Bill's only two to three points behind him? Yeah, and how far is Rick? Uh, I think Rick's like eight points behind, eight or nine points behind. Okay. Uh, nine points. All right. Yeah. All right. So, so it, it, obviously this isn't perfect math. There's, there's lots of ways to cut this. But, I, you know, I, I did try and use a replacement player that he, he has selected in, in Chris Owing and say, how does this impact his team? So I, I think – this really does have a huge, as you would imagine, right? Anybody losing their best player um, has a huge impact. And, and I think it throws the standings um, wide open again. Well, and that is, um, that holds true if everything else holds true with Bills and Rick's team. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, okay. But you can also look at it from the standpoint of what happens uh with uh, if Fernando Tatis's bulky shoulder goes down, <laughs> again, right? We're not, we're not wishing anything. We're not. No, hoping. no, no. We're not wishing. Hypothetical. But, but, you if, know that injury's out there. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 No. I. He's definitely. Go, it's going to be a little closer. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a race. And I think there. I, I think this puts the dudes back into into um, believing. Maybe he has a shot. Maybe not at first, but maybe a little higher. I don't know. Right. I think so. Yeah. I think so. When we, when we get into the weekly standings, you'll see that the dudes had a really good week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you, you, there's no way you can you can make that up, um, and and it'd be interesting to see what he does. And, but like we talked about last week, I believe he still has the most money in the fab. So if somebody big comes over, he's got a shot to seriously replace Acuna instead of just yeah. add to his crazy good team. Right, so your replacement go player goes from Chris Owing to you know who who knows who, who it might be, yeah. um, but it, but it should be somebody 
um, better than that. Yeah, you so, would like hey, to Hey, listen, think... I, I, I wish I was in Bob's position right now. <laughs> yeah. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, and it just shows you, man, like we were complaining, not complaining, but we were mentioning like sometimes we, we'll go a couple days and not look at the standings because, you know, you become frustrated or whatever. And, and you said, look, we're only halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's still a lot of baseball to play. and And it goes back to what we've talked about, the forced restart where you have guys that come out of the gate slow and you have guys who didn't do anything all year come out of the gate hot for 30 to 45 to 60 days. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting. If you remember, Bill had kind of eerily predicted back in, what was this, May, that he said that this season felt eerily same as 2019 for him with okay. his team. And we know he came back and beat the Bulls um, in the last week of the season. So we, we could see that again. Hey, just to give you a note, um, we, we might need to throw some definitions out there because you used the word decrement and extrapolate a few times in that little. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I, I don't know if I've ever used the word decrement. That's okay. Um, you know, um, yeah, I, I was going to use a, probably a profane joke there, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> All right, let's get into the standings review. Uh, not much to review this week, but, uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll start with the period. Uh, Bulls have a huge week for him, 73 points. Uh, yes. Yeah, dude's right behind him with uh, 72, and dude's had a really good pitching week, which is – is not his strong suit in his team. Um, Statman at 70, Hawks at 58, which had nothing to do with Acuna. Um, Space Auditors, but you had a rough pitching, uh, batting week, but you, you did well pitching. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know what? It, I, I had a glimmer early um, in the week when I was um, actually in fourth place, and since then I, 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 the hitting has been pretty much shut down. So it's been it's it's been a little painful. Fortunately, I got some some pitching um, this week, which we'll uh, talk about. It was good to have um, Vladimir Gutierrez on my team. I'm sure it was. Uh, the Rebs uh, middle of the pack at 51. Bearcats at 48. Actually, a pretty good week for him. I had 46, and I I think I've fallen in, in every category. I don't know. Past two weeks, I, I think two weeks ago I was in fourth place. Can, can I talk about this for a second? Sure. Because when we looked at the power rankings, um, when the CBS came out with the power rankings early last week, they said, quote, Bantam Roosters drop this week. Um, Bantam Roosters drop this week means they have now fallen five spots total over the last five weeks. And that was before this week. So, man, yeah. they're going to have a field day with you when the power rankings come out on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, it was, it, it was pretty bad. Um, Lakers actually have a worse week. Than, than myself and Ducks at 33. Um, and when you when you uh, go ahead and switch it to the overall, I mean, right now, yeah, Bill's two and a half points behind the Hawks. The uh, Lakers dropped some with that bad week. He dropped three points. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, the Lakers are still the other team to deal with. But let's talk about the dudes. So he's got 43 batting points which is second in the league. Uh, he's got 19 pitching points, which is second to worst in the league. 
What, what are your thoughts on the dudes? Um, I, I think we, we had talked uh, all season long and, and even into the preseason about how strong his retention was on the, the offensive side. Um, and uh, somewhere mid-year, we had talked about the kind of the bellwether to his pitching was Blake Snell. And Blake Snell had that one good outing, and since then hasn't really done anything and is now on you know, the, the IL. You, you, you look, he's, he's only pitched 70 innings. So he's only picked up three wins because he barely goes five if he does it all. I mean, that's 70 innings in 16 starts. So that's a little over four and a half innings per start. So you're, you're not going to get um, many wins. Now, he does have a lot of strikeouts, 93 strikeouts in 70 innings. But his whip is 1.55 and his ERA is almost five. Yeah. So that really hurts. You know, Sonny Gray, uh, another one. Um, is on the, the, the IL for for the dudes. Um, he did pick up, uh, well, I guess, did he pick up Wade Miley from you? I, I traded him for uh, uh, Will Myers, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, Wade, Wade Miley ha, ha, has done, um, has continued to, to do really well for him. His, his whip's a little bit high since he's owned him, but, you know, he's gotten three wins from him in, in 10 games since the trade. Um, I, I, I look at the pitching staff. Uh, Eflin's done, done, done well. I mean, we talked about the bullpen, right, with Melanson yeah, and, McGee. And, uh, and McGee, and that continues uh, to be strong. I, yeah, to your point, I, I, unless he's going to get more starting pitching out there and make a deal for it, um, I, I don't think Kyle Freeland's going to be the answer. Yeah, um, and starting pitching is kind of – I, you know, it's, it, starting pitch is kind of weird because you you can pick up guys to get you wins, but he 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 needs he needs a player he needs an impact pitcher I think, and and I don't know where where that's going to come. Do you do you understand what I mean? Like I someone do. is going to make a real impact in there. You know, you may you may get a guy that runs into some wins every once in a while, or but like you said with Snell, if he's only pitching four and a half. Five five and a half innings. I mean, the strikeout ratio is good, but you need some like hardcore numbers. You know. You so need, let me you ask some... you: Would would, a, would an impact pitcher be something like a Clayton Kershaw? Would that be an impact pitcher? That would be an impact pitcher, sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, absolutely, it'd be an impact pitcher. Um, because I'm looking at him now. The strikeouts. He he needs he he's what he's about 15 behind me, but I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think he needs needs some impact guys. Um, I'm looking at his wins. Uh, he's got 28 wins. Uh, he's four back of the the Bearcats, but he's not. He's probably not going to catch the Sewerhawks. So I don't know if he has enough room. I don't know if he has the the categories in which he can gain some ground in order to really get beyond 65 points. Well, you, you know, this is, once again, we talk about the problem with wins. That starters don't get wins anymore. L- look who has the most wins for him, Jose Alvarado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which, by the way, Jose Alvarado had a hold last week, and he pitched two-thirds of an inning and gave up three runs. How the hell does that go with a hold? So, so you're suggesting you don't like holds as a category? I'm just saying. That's, that's you can't give up three runs and get a point. So, anyway. But yeah, you're you're right. I I don't know if he can get beyond sixty five points unless he deals someone. 
unless he makes a Kershaw move type. I don't know. He, he's in a well, tough spot. Uh, you know, maybe the hope is that, you know, in some of the pitching categories, since the rate categories, that people um, people drop. Yeah, yeah, And you yeah, can move up that true. way as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you got the Bulls at 59. They, they, they've had a pretty good last couple of weeks. He, he got some yeah, guys they back, did. too. He got Segura back and Didi Gregorius. So, um, I mean, that helps, you know. Uh, you're hanging at 55. You dropped a little bit from – from last week. You know what? 55 points is that's that's playing 500 baseball is yeah, what okay. that is. So yeah. that's that's yeah. That's uh, uh, that's that's purgatory right there. Yeah. Uh, I dropped almost 5 points uh last week. Uh, 2 weeks ago I was in fourth. <laughs> and here I am in seventh. Um and my pitching has has been suspect with those relievers and the offense is non-existent. And I didn't have Pulos in this week. You did. I did not. Yeah. Oh, you did not. Okay. Yeah. So he hit two homers last night. Hmm. Uh, the Rebs on a on the elevator down. When doesn't seem to be any stops. <laughs> yeah, as you as you had pointed out, you know he's run into some some bad luck with players like Bauer and had some injuries, that type of thing. And you know when it sometimes when it rains it pours. Yeah, and then the Bearcats and the Ducks pulling up the back. Um, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see where where people think they can make a move, right? Hey, so let me ask you, is is Josh attending the All-Star Gala on Tuesday? Oh, I'm sorry, he is not. He got back with me. Okay. Yeah, he is okay. He is not attending. All right. All right. Um any other comments on the on the standings? No, I'd prefer that there's nothing for me to talk about. Maybe next well no, we'll I guess this week there's only, what, three games, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it'll be nice to have a little bit of break and t- try and retool and try and, you know, garner some optimism if possible. Okay. <laughs> uh, fab review. They had a busy night last night. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I was surprised. 11 players by seven teams. All right, we're going to start with the Bearcats. I'm, I'm Estrada. I, 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 I can't pronounce this guy's first name. I think it's pronounced Tyro. Okay. Tyro um, Estrada. Yep. So, I, funny part is that I didn't even know who he had there. And then I was looking through the box scores yesterday, and, and I see some guy with the Giants have a big game. I'm like, ooh, who's this guy Estrada? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a bid in for him next week. And <laughs> I'll be damned if Tom didn't already do that. Yeah, so we got him for a buck. He dropped Sierra. He's, really not, he's not playing much. Uh, he also picked up Joe Panic. For, yeah, yeah, two bucks, just you know, whatever. Uh, picked him up, and I think that was it for him. It was. Yeah, uh, we'll go to the Sewer Hawks. Austin Adams, relief pitcher for the uh, Padres, picks him up. I, I, I wonder what Bob sees there with Melanson pitching so well, and all those other. I wonder if he knows something. Yeah, I don't know, or maybe this guy's just running into wind because sometimes he's mm. uh, he's three and two. He's got a decent. Whip, got a good ERA. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all he picked up. Correct. Ducks pick up Wade the Blank. Do you know anything about this guy? Yeah, um, he, he had a decent out, uh, couple outings be- before the Cubs hit him around. I actually put a buck bid in for him. But, you know, this is the state of things for the Cardinals. They One of their um, – Calling cards this year was supposed to be their starting pitcher, uh, starting pitching, and you know Wade LeBlanc now is their, their third best starter. 
<laughs> oh, really? That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the Ducks also picked up Keegan Thompson, the starting pitcher for the, uh, the Cubs. Uh, Bulls, Orlando, uh, Arsenal. You know what? Let, let, let me just stop you for a second. It's yeah. interesting because I, I see who the, the Ducks dropped, yeah. and they dropped Carter Keyboom. Boy, has this guy fallen so far? Remember three years ago, two years ago, yeah. he was going to be the next big thing. And, you know, he was going to be the next Trey Turner. Yep. And he can't get on. He can't stay on the minor league field. No. Yeah. Uh, Bulls pick up our Orlando Arcia. He had, a, he, had a, he had a nice little comeback with the with the Braves. Maybe he's going to play a little bit. Can he play the outfield? Um, I I don't where, where are the, where are the Braves playing him because they have Swanson at, at shortstop. Um, Albies, I don't is, yeah. is he going to be playing the outfield? That's what I'm asking. I, I wonder if he can play the outfield a little bit. All right, let's let, yeah. you know what let's 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 take a quick look at you know I I, I think the Braves are going to have to be um, very active in 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 the trade market now. Don't you think with with you know two of their three starting um, outfielders out. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to be active. Is right. Um, I don't know. Arcia's got he he's got some starts in the last week. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. It looks like I'm looking at a depth chart here. It looks like they have him as their left fielder. Uh, okay, so you ready? Ready for this outfield? So imagine this: when when you were looking at uh, at the beginning of the year, left to right, Ozuna, Pache, and um, Acuna. <laughs> All right, and now as of today, here's your starting outfield, left to right: Arcia, Gil- Guillermo, Heredia, and Adrianza. Gosh, holy smokes! Right? Yeah. It doesn't sound like a team that's going to contend. And they're not. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, they're not contending. Um, they were contending with that outfield, and they're certainly not going to contend without them. Um, gosh, man, that's bad. It I- is bad. Yeah, and then uh, Statman pick up John Nogowski. Uh the big N- Nogowski. Nogowski, okay. Yeah. All right, and he—I think he's been up for a couple of Connor Joe before. <laughs> um, I actually, I actually just missed out. I put a four-dollar bin in for the big Nogowski. Okay. All right. Yeah. You picked up. Um, you picked up Rowdy Telez. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I actually had Telez ahead of uh, Nagowski, just just barely, just thinking that, you know, the Brewers seem to hit some some sort of magic, and with um, Daniel Vogelbach hurt, uh, Keston Hira, I, I think he's back down in the minors again, or Is they're just really? not playing him. Jeez. Yeah, I, I'm hoping Telez uh, kind of picks up where he was um, last year with with the Blue Jays. Okay, all right. So it's a bit it's a bit of uh, of, of hope, and I dropped the. Uh, Jared Oliva, um, who's starting to pick things up a little bit. Right, and uh, Bill dropped Jason Bossler, the guy he picked up, and then a day later he was sent down. That was yeah, <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll see. We're, you know what? A lot of these people that are dropped, we'll see their names again before the season's over. Yeah. Uh, I picked up Alec Mills for a dollar. Um, I dropped Connor Brogdon. I picked up. Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask you about that? Why did you drop? Brogdon, you weren't happy with his performance in injuries. What? I was placed on the COVID list, um, and he he wasn't playing. He that that whole bullpen's a freaking mess, Jamie. And it I, is. I, I, I know that. And there there doesn't seem to be any um, 
plan of what to do with these guys right now. So uh, he went on the DL. He's not coming back till like after the All Star break. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. It, I mean, it's a complete it's a complete chaos. Can I ask you something here? As a Phillies fan, would you throw money? Uh, would you pay money? I should say, and throw um, some prospects um, at Craig Kimbrell from the from the uh, Cubs. Um. No. No. I I just don't think the team. I I, I don't trust their hitting. I think it's a little inconsistent. They strike out a lot. Um, although so, so wait, they haven't they so, haven't I, been I, healthy. You know, this is the really the first time since the beginning of the year they've had everyone on the that that is playing. So, I I just I don't trust their offense enough, and they really have one good pitcher, starting pitcher. Eflin's okay. He, you know, he, he has games where he pitches well and games where he doesn't. Nola is not anything to write home about. And Wheeler's the best pitcher. And other than that, they, I mean, they're throwing Matt Moore. Vince, Vince Velasquez got killed the other day. Mm. I, I just All don't right. think so, it's so, worth so, it. so let me try and frame this for you, okay? <clears throat> the Phillies have gone the longest without appearing in the playoffs of any National League team. You know, this will be year number, what, 11 without making the playoffs. Okay. They're, they're only – Four and a half games behind in third place. In front of them are a depleted Braves team, and, and in front of them, leading the league is is the Mets. Do, do you think you can? I, I, are you suggesting that you're just going to let, let the team ride as it is? You don't you don't want to you don't want to help um, try and help this team and, and try and sneak into the playoffs. So I would say we need the Phillies make a move if they were over mm-hmm. five hundred. They can't stay over 500. And I don't know if the closer is the only reason they're not over 500. Yeah, but it's a good it's, – it's like how many blown saves have they – I mean, they have to have the most blown saves uh, of any team. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up while, I, whilst we talk through I would say this. probably, but I, I don't I – don't, yeah, I would say probably. I, I don't know for sure. But if, if a team isn't over 500, it's more than just one player that's causing that. Right. Yeah, but but yeah, but but. And it's not one player I, I think, that's going to turn this whole thing around. I I think just losing the lead it has to be so demoralizing that if you get somebody that you trust at the back end of the bullpen, that, that's got to mean a lot. They probably blow leads as much in the seventh or eighth inning they do in the ninth. Okay. So you can't. I mean, they they brought in Kinsler and Bradley, thinking they they fixed it, or you know what I mean, on the way to fix it, and they. Those guys, they didn't pitch all year. They pitched kind of effectively sometimes. But the whole bullpen's the problem. I mean, they all right. they, they signed Naftali Flez two weeks ago. And he got all right, smoked. I'm just asking. I mean, my, my team's out of it. So, I, you know, I don't hold any illusions of, of trying to compete, you know. But if I were four games, only four and a half back, I would certainly be taking a shot at this. Again, I would I would say yeah if they were playing over five hundred. It, but it's not one it's not one guy that's causing them to play under five hundred. I I so think I think that's delusional if they think they're a good okay. enough team. Wow, I mean that that doesn't hold very well. You know, after you had a big signing of um, Bryce Harper and then Real Muto, uh, 
I mean, it just sounds like you're going to be, you know, wandering through the deserts for the next, you know, 40 years. Yeah, I wasn't sure about Harper when they signed it. I, I was more on the Manny Machado camp. Okay. But um, maybe Well, for, fortunately, they didn't make a long-term commitment, so you're going to be good there. We only have 10 more years of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 10 years goes by quickly, James. Yeah, <laughs> yeah particularly in a town like Philadelphia. They're yeah. pretty forgiving of losing seasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Underperforming free agent signings. Yeah, yeah, we we don't, we, yeah, they'll look they'll look the other way on that. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, I picked up Alec Mills. I don't even know why. He's a, he's a <laughs> starter. Uh, Taylor uh, Taylor McGill McGill. Yes. Yeah, for the Mets, eh, he's been he gets a lot of strikeouts when he pitches. I know that. Of course, uh, you know they if he pitches against the Phils a couple more times, that'll be a big win for me. I I, I think I think I put a four dollar bid on him. Yeah. So yeah. he, he didn't who did you, who did you, wait, who did you drop? I dropped it him. Vladimir Gutierrez. <laughs> you dropped Carlos Martinez. I did. Interesting. Wow, what a difference a week makes, huh? Yeah, that's a shame about him. I, I, I didn't see him get hurt. What, what ha- He tore a thumb ligament? Is that what happened? Yeah, I'm not sure if it was batting or something like that. Um, I, 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 I don't remember. But, you know, before we touch upon that, let, let, me, let me just rub your nose in this just for a second here. Um, because Vladimir Gutierrez, last week, all right, you ready for this? Um, after we had discussed the trade, uh, Vladimir Gutierrez for Carlos Martinez, uh, Gutierrez had two starts, pitched a total of 12 innings, got a win, 2.25 ERA, and a 1.17 whip. Uh, rated 19th for the week. How would that have looked on your team? I, you probably wouldn't be ahead of me in ERA. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just, just, so just, just saying. Yep. And wins too. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 we put this one to bed really quick because we were going to talk about this all season, and now that uh, I, I, I actually think, I think Martinez is probably out for the year. I, I think his career as a Cardinal is done. Yeah. I. Yeah, he was probably right on the line anyway. Yeah, he got hurt or not? Is he under contract still? Uh, I think this is last his last year. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll take a look at that. Yeah, yeah. I I think he's a, becomes a free agent um, next year. All right, and then I picked up uh, Alcides Escobar. Okay, um, you, you hoping for a, a resurgence? I mean, he's played pretty well for 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 the Nationals. Um, hoping, where is he going to be playing? I'm hoping for a trade. I, I think the Nationals are going to start unloading people. You, you know what? You're really you're really good at looking down the road and and kind of hoping and groping for trades. But but you know, wait a this, minute. Did this you just again, say I'm good at hoping? Huh? <laughs> that's yeah. basically what you said. You said you're good at hoping. You you put in a lot of other fluff, but that's what you said. I, you're I, really good at hoping. Yeah, but don't forget, <laughs> I suffer from the Dunning Kruger effect, so don't take what I say to, to be worth anything. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Nationals were making a run, and, you know, now they're six games back. Um, you know, lost eight of the last ten. Um, the Schwarber's yeah, on the I, I, Yeah. I, I guess it's a little bit easier for them to be sellers, right? Because they won, you know, in 19. Um, yeah, and I'm talking about they might even just trade Josh Harrison. You know, they, they, they might. I, I'm sure people are calling about Trey Turner. And and they gotta they gotta come to the decision whether they think they he's still in the long term plans. 
Well, well, here's here's what Trey Turner has going again. Well, not him, uh, but the Nationals is that there's a boatload of of uh, free agent shortstops coming out this year. So I, I don't know if you want to invest too heavily when you can, you know, buy a shortstop um, in free agency. They're, I mean, they're not going to be cheap, but there's going to be a ton of them out there. Yeah, yeah, but and he, but he's figured out a way to stay on the field the last couple of years, and he's probably the better of all. Well, I don't know about Story, but he, you know. He, he's probably not as good as Story offensively, but he's pretty damn good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, just jumping back to Carlos Martinez. Um, he signed through twenty one, and then there's a team option for twenty two and twenty three. Okay, you can pretty much um, sure and, he's done. And I don't know what that option is, <laughs> but it's it, it's probably you know um, at least eight figures. It's probably over the ten million dollar mark. So uh, I, I don't think they'll be they'll they'll be uh, exercising that option. No. Yeah. No, this is it with him. Um, and that, that pretty much covered the fab. Um, yeah, so it was a busy night, uh, night bef- you know, the weekend before the All-Star, All-Star game. And uh, the next couple of weeks will be interesting because uh, we'll, we'll deal with uh, any trades um, that may be coming down the pike here in baseball. Uh Speaking about the All-Star game, one of the things we talked about was Jesus Aguilar not making the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I, I mean, I think he has almost 60 RBIs at, uh, RBI at, at this point, um, having a really good season. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked. Who, who, who are the first basemen? Do you know? I, I don't even know everybody that, that made the All-Star team. Uh, Freddie Freeman. And... You talk about the. Was he the, voted in? Was he was Freddie Freeman voted in? Because yeah, he's not having a great season. He, Fred, he's playing better late. Yeah, Freddie Freeman. Okay. Um, I'm typing it in, so I'm looking at the National League All Star roster. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to think who the other, who the other guy was. Man, I cannot remember for the life of me. Uh, Max Muncie. Okay. I mean, Muncie's deserving. Yeah. Um, and I guess because Trevor Rogers was picked. Is that the only Marlin? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Jesus Aguilar gets left off, uh, which is, I don't know, it, it kind of surprised me. Uh, it looks like we got uh, seven of the ten coming on Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have some friends of the nice. show coming as well. Yes. Uh, I think Kevin Egan's coming. Okay. And John Welsh, I think, is coming. Excellent. And I extended an invite, uh, invite to Paul Frisco. Okay. Good, good, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Friends, uh, Hey, all friends of the podcast are, are right. welcome. We'll throw that out there to yeah. everybody. You want to get the date and time and location? Uh. 7 p.m. Tuesday, July 13th, Iron Hill. It's on Eagle View Boulevard in Exton, PA. Yay. It's a nice place. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, I might be there a little bit, a few minutes before 7. So, okay. Excellent. Looking forward to seeing everybody. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, Baseball news. So, you you typed up a little National League best uh, category. So, let's go through them and and just comment on any surprises or. Um, so the Giants uh, lead the National League at 54 and 32. They are 22 games above 500. 
Yeah. So, so I just want just just to clarify with everybody, I did this like on Wednesday, so it could have changed a little bit. But that's that's shocking. Nobody saw this one coming, did they? No, not even Gabe. Yeah. He didn't even see that. <laughs> um, just just because they got out to such a big lead, um, they may not win the division, but they should still get a playoff spot, don't you think? Unless they just fall off. Yeah, unless they completely fall off. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, they're going to get a playoff spot. Uh, so we got Tatis, Schwarber, and Acuna that lead the league in homers, 28, 26, and 25, respectively. Of course, Schwarber hit two-thirds of them in a 30-day period. Um, <laughs> and he, he's on the DL a little, for a little bit. So it looks like Tatis is going to have a run at this. I don't know when the last National League shortstop won the home run ca- c- crown. Did, yeah, I, that's, a, that's a great question. Tulowitzki ever win it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have to research that one. Yeah. Uh, RBI, you got Duvall, Tatis at 60, Albies at 59, Machado at 59, and Jesus Aguilar at 58. So, so here's, what, here's what stands out to me, is that you have two Marlins, um, top RBI, um, which I, I guess is surprising. From, from I wouldn't think the Marlins' offense is, is all that spectacular. Maybe these guys don't take walks. Do you think that uh, somebody like uh, Duvall was a trade candidate? I think he is. Yeah, because I, okay. I mean, I, the Marlins aren't in it. I mean, it, they're fun to watch sometimes. Their pitching is a little suspect after the third starter. Um, but w- you just announced what that Braves starting outfield is, and it, it'd be nice to for the Braves to, you know, probably make a call and and maybe even st- Starling Marte as well. So, so oh, all right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see that Duvall going back to the Braves after he had a great year last year with, with the Braves. Um, but isn't there a little bit of acrimony between those two teams? I mean, uh, didn't Pablo Lopez get – he got thrown out on the first pitch for hitting uh, Acuna, didn't he? Yeah, he's actually done that a couple times. And I, I had a theory, and it may be What's correct. That? may be correct. Because uh, we talked off the air, and I said, I wonder if this is a cultural thing. I wonder if these guys know each other. They're both from Venezuela. So mm. I wonder if it is that type of thing. Because oh. he, he hits him every time he pitches. It seems like that. He did it – was it last year he did it the first pitch of the season? <laughs> Remember? I didn't know that. Yeah. I think it was the first pitch of the season he plunked him. <laughs> So maybe th- you're right. Maybe there is a Venezuelan thing going on here. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Um, okay. And, and I think Alcantara has hit him as well. Because this guy gets hit almost every time he plays the mark. At least once in a series, he gets hit. So um, I may be on to something like that. Uh, OPS. We it, got, it's a, yeah. it's enough. It's enough for a um, conspiracy theory anyway. That's all you need. It, it is. Yeah. Um, OPS. Uh, we got Tatis, Acuna, and Castellanos. Yep. Yeah. They've all performed all year long. Yep. Uh, runs Acuna, Tatis, Cronworth, and Taylor at 61. So Acuna has 70, Tatis is 67. Obviously, Tatis is going to pass Acuna. Man, I just keep hearing the name Acuna. Boy, can and you t- imagine having him on your team and losing him for the rest of the season? But the good That's thing is hurt. It, it doesn't hurt as much if you have Tatis as, as well. So, <laughs> that's a good point 
Uh, stolen bases. Guess who leads the league in stolen bases? Uh, Tatis or Acuna? Tatis. <laughs> then okay. Turner's second and Acuna's third. Uh, and Turner's another guy I think maybe on the move as well. Just a just based Wait, off. Wait, when you say on, when you say on the move, uh, is that a, is that a pun? No, uh, you know, oh. I'm sure that it's he, he. I'm sure he's being called called about. Okay, trade for. because we were talking about stolen bases, so I thought that was like a pun on your part. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so just real quick, Tatis is probably is probably going to win. Uh, well, the triple crown is still average, even though. I don't believe – yeah, I'm the only one that still believes in average and baseball because, right, the Triple Crown still calculates batting average because Tatis is yeah. leading the league in uh, – is he, is he first in RBIs? No, but, yeah, he's tied for first in RBIs. He's first in homers. He's going to be first in run scored. He's going to be first in stolen bases. And I'm looking up batting average now. Um, I'm trying to see who – God, they show batting average like way down on this thing. That's because nobody looks at batting average anymore. You you got to get into the twenty first century. I, I would think that op uh, that on base percentage is more important than average. Uh, Tatis is hitting two ninety. He's in the he's eighth. Yeah, yeah. Castellanos is at three thirty, and Adam Frazier, your boy Adam Frazier, at three twenty six. Yeah, which, he, there's a player that could be traded. Yeah, and his name came up with the Mets, and I was thinking, wouldn't that be awkward if he gets traded to the Mets before the All Star game? I'm sure there's precedent for that. There is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jose Baez, 112Ks. I imagine he leads the league, or no? Yes. He does. At that time, that's he was yeah, league yeah. leading. 112Ks and 282 at bats. Boy, makes you think of uh, Dave Kingman was nothing compared to that, right? Yeah, you're Ryan Howard. Um, think think about that. I mean, you, you're you're looking if he just increases his pace a little bit. You you know, you're looking at 220 uh, strikeouts for for a season. Yeah, man, that's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. It, I think so. Yeah, it's a lot of doing nothing. Yeah. Well, he I, he probably swings. He probably doesn't get uh, caught looking at come at all. Uh, no. And then who's this? Kyle Farmer. What's this guy's Yeah, name? Kyle Farmer. Yeah. 13 hit by pitches and 265 at bats. <laughs> it's almost Ron Hunt like. <laughs> He's only a couple behind Acuna. Wait, I think he might be leading the league in hit by pitches. I'm I'm trying to look at it now. I don't know if they even have it in. Oh yeah. He Oh, you know who's second? No, actually he he doesn't lead the league. He's tied for the league lead with Jonathan India. Yikes. Yeah. And Edmund Sosa. Yeah, and Mundo Sosa. Mundo Sosa. Look, look right. at his. He's got hit a lot for the Cubs. Look, look at he's got hit what 10, 10 times in only one hundred and sixty-seven plate appearances. <laughs> Figures that's the only way he's get on base. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know why you're hitting any Cardinals. Because you don't want to put any runners on base because they, they do a good a good job of getting themselves out. There's no need to, to help them out at all. Was it the, in, the, in that in that movie, The Bad News Bears, where Walter Matthau told that kid get up there and get hit by the pitch? <laughs> I, I I actually like the one with uh, oh. uh was it B- 
Billy Bob Thornton, yeah, and actually throwing at the batters. Man, that was awesome. He, I think you sent me a video clip of that. And anybody that uh, wants to see something funny, YouTube that. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton and Bad News Bears. Um, that's, that's hilarious. Um, okay, we'll go to the pitcher's ERA. DeGrom's having a bad month. His ERA's over one now. Um, yeah. Where's he at? 1.08. Okay, so that's almost, I mean, that's better than Bob Gibson, but can you do it? I mean, you basically got to hold the line from here on out. To, to beat Bob Gibson's 1.12. And and uh, Galsman's at 174, and Woodruff's at 210. Okay. Yeah, pretty good. Wins. Yeah, it is. Julio Urias got 11. Hendricks, Kyle Hendricks has 11. Disco Fini yep. got his 10th last night. Okay. And um, Kershaw's stuck at 9, right? Yeah. 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 Again, and Urias may have 12 by now. I, I, I don't know. Again, this was done couple days the Dodgers are winning everything in sight so who knows with them um yeah so no he still has 11 11 so yeah. I don't I don't know it, it, are we on pace to see three 20 game winners in the National League I don't, no probably not. Uh, no, it's no, gonna no, be no. it's gonna yeah. be close yeah we'll have three 17 game winners maybe yeah yeah okay which is a lot you know um Case Degrom's got 146, Wheeler's got 145, Bowers got 137. He's probably done there. Yeah. Uh, Wheeler, yeah, Wheeler's having a pretty. He got touched up again against the Cubs this week. Did you see? I get you didn't see that, but no, I didn't see yeah, that. They had a couple errors and then bam. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess you you give a team with. I mean, they swing constantly, so they're gonna hit something once in a while. Um, so Trevor Bauer is still in this administrative hold or whatever this is here, right? Yeah, administrative leave. I I, I don't know if anything's going to happen uh, very soon. I think I I think he's going to be. They'll be lucky if they get him back this year. How's that? So, uh, I don't know. W would you try to trade for him, like in the Bush League? No. Okay. You, no. You think it's? Um, I don't. Bad? I I don't know what his retention. Value is, but no, I don't. I don't. I don't want. I don't want that. Okay. All right. Uh, whip. Degrom's at point five four. <laughs> <laughs> he gives up oh, one boy. runner every two innings. Is that kind of yeah? It? Yeah. Yep. Um, Woodruff's at point seven eight, and Galsman's at a gaudy point eight zero compared to, compared yeah. to Degrom. What a slouch. <laughs> well, Call him uh, slouchman. Uh, if you look, they're the same people that are leading the league in ERA. Um, I guess it's hard to score when no one's on. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, saves, we got Melanson at 26, Hader at 21, and Jansen at 21. A little surprised with Jansen. He's having a really good year. You know, there, yeah, there was some is. talk that he might be breaking down. But, you know, he, he muscled up and had a good year thus far. Uh, and, and Hader's just um, – I, I think he's blown just a couple saves, two saves this week, something like that. He's actually human. Yeah, and then Melanson had kind of resurge, and I don't know, maybe it's just confidence and – and you know, feeling good about his pitches, and they're running him out there, and he's he's he hasn't shown any sign of of losing that job. Nope. Uh, all right, uh, Marquez, uh, Herman Marquez, three complete games. Good for him. Yeah, I I put that in there because um, in years past, if we were at the 1971 All Star game, um, All Star break, um, you probably would have had what. Complete games would have probably been 18, would have been leading the league as opposed to three. Yeah, right. Yeah, and there probably would have been about four or five guys in the teens. Not, yep. not just one. 
Um, and then Discofini has not given a home run up in 101 innings pitched. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, I, I still think that that holds. Let me uh, uh, let's see if that's still true with Disco. Hmm. I don't know. That's I amazing. don't want to look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the Padres reliever Camarena, Daniel Camarena, hits a grand slam off a of Scherzer to spark an eight nothing comeback win. Did you see this? Did you see that? I yeah, did. that was strange. I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, uh, so apparently, um, because they were down, um, Padres, um, eight runs, um, and had burned through their starter, uh, Camarena, who's a um, relief pitcher, had the bat, and he was batting with bases loaded and hit a grand slam. And do you know who this grand slam was, was off of? Scherzer. Max Scherzer, yeah. And they ended up com- coming back to win that game. Yeah, that's bad. How do you blow an eight nothing lead? Like how's that happen? Um, it, it it's happened. Well, the Cubs the week yeah. before were up seven nothing. Remember in the yeah. first inning yeah. and ended up losing. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. And then uh, major league trades. Uh, I mean, there see doesn't seem to be anything hot right now. Right. I mean. It's... Um. Nothing. Not nothing that I know of, other than that small trade. Um, that the Brewers made with uh, the Blue Jays getting Rowdy Tellez. Yeah, uh, but I imagine people will be on the move, especially since the that that Brave thing happened. And, yeah, and it's going to happen, and yeah. and you know once once you have one trade, it's yeah. it's like a, a snowball effect, right? Yeah. Um, and it's funny is that the the American League East is similar to National League West, where they got three really good teams, and they're probably going to try to add some guys yeah to put them over the top i, I don't know what sure. the padres would do but um i imagine you know uh if they don't get Corey seager back a- anytime soon i mean they made a move for machado a couple years ago when they were stacked so uh, they're not adverse to doing things like that and then the giants need to probably believe that hey we probably need a- another bat here an impact back because you can't keep winning games by one or two runs over six months. So somebody had floated out there the idea of getting Aaron Judge from the Yankees. Um, I, oh. I don't really think that's going to happen, but you know, and I don't know where people come up with these 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 weird ideas. But that that was the impact bet that they were uh, talking about. Yeah, I, I don't like him. I, he's yeah, he, he's a, <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> and then we we do have a twib note this week. Uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one, one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, I got something from Victory Brewing Company. Went local this week. So it's, okay. It's called Brotherly Love. It's a hazy IPA. Okay. Uh, Case bought some the other day and said he really liked it. And he said, you know, try it and see what you think it is good it's light um it it'd be good it reminds me of that all day ipa thing really yeah so what, what's the do, do you know what the abv on that is because you like your you like your hazy ipas how did it compare against uh other hazy ipas that you've had uh what did i have last week i don't remember 
cannot remember what the heck I had last week. Is it, is it a little bit higher than alcohol content, or is it, is, six, is it, is it low? 6%. Okay. All is right. That, is yeah. that high? No, no, it's not. I mean, not until you get into your eights and nines. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I felt like it was, yeah, pretty low. Uh, yeah, it's it's okay. It's like I would drink it. It it's light. It's um, yeah, it's it's nothing to write home about, but it's it's definitely has a pretty good taste, and y- you could drink a couple of them. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Victory does some good things. They they they've got some good beers, and they they've got lots of them too. Um, so the hazy IPAs, I guess there's different ABVs of these things, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this has an eighty-seven in the uh, beer advocate. Okay. I wonder if that would be enough for Bill, you know, because he's a little bit snooty when it comes to, uh, you know, he only likes ratings of ninety or above. Uh, yeah, that's per, that's that's close, but it's not it's not there. It's not ninety. Yeah. So I I would agree with that. With that, okay. uh With that rating. Um, uh, we have a correction to make. From last only week. one? Well, it's the only one I'm admitting to. Okay. Uh, I, we were talking about the Olympics. Remember that? Yes. And uh, I brought up the song. I, 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 I said the song title incorrectly. It's Lawyers, Guns, and Money by Warren Zevon, not Lawyers, Drugs, and Money. Oh, But, but okay. I think my title's better anyway. Lawyers, Drugs, and Money. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, you, you must like the refrain from the song, right? When it says, I'm down on my luck. Yes, I'm down on my luck. Well, I'm down on my luck. <laughs> I don't know the song. I just know the like the, the verse there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, everybody take a listen to it. And if you don't have a music service, listen to it on uh, YouTube. Yeah. So it's lawyers, guns, and money. Um, yeah. So and, and that came, that correction came the day of our podcast. So. Someone must have jumped on. I think it came from the Sewerhawks. Wait, somebody somebody corrected you? Yeah, the Sewerhawks corrected me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Quickly. Maybe you were just an excitable boy. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a Warren Zevon, right? Yes. Okay. All right. uh, Today in baseball history, 1950, Red Shane Deist hits a 14th inning homer, helping the National League beat the American League at Comiskey Park. Uh, so the 1950 All-Star Game is famous. Number one, it's the first nationally televised broadcast of an All-Star Game. Okay. That's a little surprising. Uh, it's it also, is. also the first extra inning All-Star Game. And guess what? What? No one freaked out and changed the rules. <laughs> okay? All right, let's go. Nineteen. <laughs> 1960- well, think, think about it. Think about it. I mean, I mean they, they knew how to make double switches back then. I mean, now <laughs> right. you have American League managers who don't know how to make a double switch, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, 1967, Tony Perez hits a 15th inning homer off a of Catfish Hunter to give the National League a 2-1 victory. It's the longest All-Star game ever played, both time and innings. And guess what? What? No one freaked out and changed the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you something. I- are you going to be? Are you going to be um, at this All Star Gala this Tuesday? Are, are you going to stay through the whole game, even if it's 15 innings? Or are you going to freak out and leave? I'm not going to freak out. <laughs> okay. All right. Because I'm going to hold you to this. 
Well, what I mean is that, like, you have one game that came with a tie. It's like, oh, we can't, we can't go extra innings. It's too long, blah, blah, blah. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Okay. Well, you better stay for the whole game then. Well, it doesn't mean I have to stay for the whole game. I can watch the game. I watch okay. The game. Yeah. I, I kind of half work still. <laughs> 2004, Kansas City outfitter Carlos Beltran elected by the fans as an all-star. Uh but traded to the Astros before the All-Star game. So Jack McKeon selected Beltran to replace the injured Ken Griffey. So Beltran was elected as an American League All-Star, got traded, and played as a National League All-Star with the Astros, went one for two with a run scored. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't remember that. I don't either. But do you, did Manny Machado get traded, like, right before an All-Star game? Um, you mean from the Orioles to the Dodgers? Yeah. Um, I, I I don't I don't recall. Yeah, I think he might have. So anyway, um, yeah, I thought they were pretty interesting. Uh, I, I I don't remember Beltran. I, obviously, I remember Carlos Beltran. I don't remember him. Um, I don't remember him being traded. So this, in, that was his first go round with the Astros, right? Not not the second one where he saw the signs. No, he didn't see signs in that one. Okay. Right. Um. Yeah, and and he he got them to the uh, NLCS, or yeah, NLCS that year, because they okay. lost they lost to the Cardinals, right? Before? Yeah. yeah, it's a shame because he was a borderline uh, uh, Hall of Famer. I wonder how that's going to affect that. Yeah, I guess he is, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he doesn't have three thousand hits though. No, no, borderline. But uh, and I would it would have been interesting to see what kind of manager he would have been. Oh, Carlos Beltran? Yeah. Yeah. I, my guess is they would have had a lot of electronics and trash cans in that dugout. <laughs> you know what? Of, of all the people, he, he kind of paid the heaviest price, didn't he? Yeah. We, he was made to seem like he was the leader of the thing. That That's what it – that's – Right? Yeah. I mean, if you read the book Cheated, which, which details the Astros scandal, um, yeah, it just – I mean, he was really good at decoding signs even before this whole thing, before the electronic piece of it. Okay. Um, you know, he was a very cerebral player and from, from all accounts was a great teammate. So I, I think he, he could have made a real impact as a manager. But, but, but now I don't know. If, maybe somewhere down the road he could manage. Do you think? Well, Joey Cora got it. Got Joey Cora, yeah, and, AJ, and the guy Hinch, for the Tigers, yeah, uh, AJ Hinch, is, right? He's yeah. now managing with uh, with the Tigers. Yeah, he's got him into third place. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, yeah. Maybe that was more of a punishment, right? <laughs> You're gonna ban you to Detroit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe they, maybe for punishment, they could have um, Beltran. Maybe he could manage the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are even, yeah. bury them in Seattle yeah. where no one cares. Yeah, with, with, with their 24 wins so far this season. Or have them managed the Phillies. That'll stick it to them. Aye, aye, aye. All right, what are you walking off with? Well, uh, first first off, let's give a birthday shout-out. I think uh, uh, when we see Rick on Tuesday, his birthday is the next day, right? Wednesday? Yeah, okay. Yeah, probably. Right, right. Yeah. He would, he's going to be, what, 71? Uh, see, I'm 54. He's probably 51. Okay. All right. So I was 20 years off. All right. Maybe yeah. I just thought he was older. Maybe he just seems older to me. That's all. Um, the, the other thing is that, that I came up last week on the walk-off, you talked about 
teenagers and what you didn't miss about raising teenagers, right? Yeah. Did Did you see this week there was a high school there was some high school students about forty five of them that wouldn't wear a mask on a plane. I guess they were going after graduation, going to the Bahamas. Um, so I, I think it was American Airlines said, "Well, we're grounding this flight. Um, we're stopping here." Boom in Charlotte, and everybody's getting off the plane. <laughs> good for, good for American Airlines. Yeah, yeah. How do you like that? Guess, guess, guess how many people were chaperoning these forty-five students? I, I what would, would like, be a proper ratio? Uh, for forty-five, I'm thinking yeah, at least high school students. At least four. Okay, one. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's there's your problem. Well, and and that person had zero control. Oh, less than zero. Yeah. Zero control. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, and, you, you, did you say they gave him vouchers? Uh, I, I think they gave other passengers vouchers for hotel stays because okay. I'm, I'm sure Charlotte's a big uh, hub for American Airlines. So yeah. people weren't going to make their connecting flights. So I would have been so pissed off at these people. I mean, I, again, you and I have talked about this. What's the harm? of putting on a damn mask. I mean, it's it's so easy to do. Good gosh. I hope they sent them home. I, I think they still made the, they, they went to the Bahamas, but they, they should have sent them, them yeah. home. It's just, it's just, hey, you know what? It was a teachable moment. Yeah, now it's not. Yeah. Nope. Yep. You just get delayed when you don't yeah. follow rules. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so the last thing I wanted to walk off with, um, you, you know how the All-Star game has changed to a, you know, serious American League versus National League. Now you, you, you got uh, all these events ahead of time. And they actually have, uh, I think, players walking the red carpets, right, with their fancy suits and that type of thing so that they're kind of like Hollywood stars. It's ridiculous. I think we, as the Bush League, should do that. You know, when we drive up to uh, um, Iron Hill, I think we should walk the red carpet. Who do you think would be best at that? Of walking the red carpet? Yeah. Well, you know what? It, it, it should be you. Oh, me, me. Yeah. You know why? Why is that? Because you should have, like, you should hire a bunch of people to carry all your trophies. <laughs> well, I like your theory, yeah. but I would say it was going to be you because you, you you can pretty much carry yourself. You know how you you, you know how to to do this kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't, I'm going to say I'm going to say you. I, I could see you in a pinstripe suit with wearing a fedora. Damn. Yeah. I I don't. I'm not a snazzy dresser. Okay. Yeah, I, I, and I get I get made fun of now that I have to wear regular clothes. Well, if if I, if I was any good and really had the heart, I would I would do something in Photoshop to make you a uh, a fancy dresser. I think you would look you would look really good. Yeah. So just to kind of give you an insight into my style, so I have one pair of brown loafers and one pair of black loafers, a black belt and a brown belt, and khaki pants. Okay. That works. And different shirts. Because everything matches. <laughs> so the only thing hey, I gotta so worry you... I gotta worry about is make sure I got the right color belt with the right color shoes. Uh, maybe you'll go back to uh, Granimals, huh? You can <laughs> match that way. Yeah, it's it's really kind of sad. I, I mean, all those years that we did, I didn't wear it, I didn't have to think about what to wear. Uh, it's nice right? to have a uniform. You don't have to think about you don't it, right? Think about it. Yeah, everybody looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> it helps the people. What are you like walking that. off with? Where the hell are all my socks? What? <laughs> what do you mean? Where your socks? Like, you mean stirrups? No, the white socks. Like white socks in my in my dresser drawer. I don't know where the hell they are, Jamie. I I, I don't do anything. Like I walk. 
you know, on a regular basis. I work from home three or four days a week. I'm off every Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I don't do – where the hell are the things? I had to go out and buy oh, 12 more pair. I'm going to stop you here. Is this a sexist rant that you're having? I mean, don't you do the laundry? I do my own laundry. I can't find them. I don't know where the hell they are. So I have you, to, you get a sock monster or I something? To, I have to check my ring history. <laughs> put, a, put, put a ring in your dryer and it would fit perfectly in there. You can see what happens to it. I know. It's crazy. Do you not have this problem? <laughs> I don't because I do my own laundry. I and do I can, my I own laundry. I, I do it. I, I, maybe I need right. the inventory before and after. All right. We're, we're going to ask Casey about that. He don't know. He asked my wife. <laughs> I don't know, man. I had to go out yesterday and buy all new pair. All right. Well, please don't come to uh, the All Star uh, All Star Gala with two different color socks or something like that. That would just be unbecoming. <laughs> Half the time, I don't even wear socks. <laughs> that's, that's... Well, don't wear don't well don't wear your loafers or whatever the heck you have without socks or something. Like that. Please don't shorts? come like that. I'm begging you not to. <laughs> oh man, that would be awesome. <laughs> or worse yet, coming with, with socks, two mismatched socks with flip-flops. With, with sandals? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I got to figure it out, man. Oh, uh, by the way, we, we made up some ground yesterday or last week in our our 101 Days of Summer Challenge. We're Yay. Only, yeah, we're only about seven miles off now. Okay. We, remember Keep I going. told you we we're going to start doing two-a-days. All right. Yeah, so it's 101 Days of Summer walking 200 miles. There you go. Press on. Yeah. Last Monday, I did six and a half. That, that's 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 commendable. Yeah. With my with my only pair of socks that I had. <laughs> Maybe you're dropping your socks so you know the way back home or something. I don't know. Leaving a trail. <laughs> All right. So we're we're gonna go out with a with a song today. All right. All right. Hey, Chief. I will see you on Tuesday. Looking forward to seeing everyone. All right, champ.